At the end of the episode, I made a couple of predictions. Both of them oh, came no, true. Yeah. And 49ers won the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, that one definitely was not but, right. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's true. 49ers won. And Bernie Sanders is now the president. What did you say he was going to win the Iowa primary? No, he said he's going to be president. And he is. <laughs> and he did it. Good Great job, Bernie. He didn't have to make it too much. Nah, we don't need it. So it's all. It's all garbage anyways. We don't need it. So now that Bernie Sanders is uh, president, um, the scheduled later this week, Chris Matthews is going to be shot in the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Socialist going to do an assassination. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Too many jellicers. Oh, shit. Chris Matthews is too old. <laughs> <laughs> he is farting on camera. Yeah. Farting on camera? Yes. <laughs> I wish like I would have um followed well yeah. like followed through on like political science that way I could have grown up to be a pundit and then that way I can be like 70 years old on uh cable news and be like ah oh, damn the kids today they want free healthcare and it's going to get me killed you act like you there's not still time for you to to do it I mean I guess it. I could just yeah. yeah it's not like any of these actually and these guys are real like like Tough heavyweights in like the political science arena. Not you know, <laughs> really tough heavyweights in uh, anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chris Matthews is like is uh, a heavyweight if you weigh him. I'm sure. Uh, remember when he loved George W? He was all about W during the Bush years. Gross. What a weird guy. We should definitely listen to his opinions. <laughs> uh, you know what else is good this week? You know what I've been listening to. Chris Matthews. Well, I've been listening to, like Union Folk Music and Billy Bragg or whatever, but uh, of. More important note for you specifically, because you got the boomer brain. Is, uh, <laughs> I, I'm two years older than you, dumbass. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Go. Um, I've been listening to the White Album, Beatles White Album. No, Beatles? Yeah, the Beatles. Because uh, I was like refreshing my um, Charles Manson knowledge, mm-hmm. and I was like... Why were they so into this album? I should listen to it more. <laughs> so I've been listening to it a lot. I've been listening to Elder Skelter for 24 hours straight. Nah, mostly it's Happiness is a Warm Gun is the best song on the album. Oh, yeah, it is. And then, yeah. Uh, Why My Guitar Gently mm-hmm. I don't get it. It's like, I also, I like Martha My Dear a lot, too, which is about Paul's dog. <laughs> listening to the White Album made a really stark uh, light of day for the Manson family. It's like, man, these were just stupid kids. Because, <laughs> like, nothing about the album is like, oh, yes, uh, I'm motivated to start the race war with murder. <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh, Revolution was about. 
There's nothing in there about it. <laughs> Number nine. Number nine. <laughs> and then the, they wrote like political piggies in blood at one of the murders. And there's a song there called Piggies. But it's like, do, 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 little piggies <laughs> having piggy lives. <laughs> Is that about cops? <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what they were all about, but it's it's a pretty good album. I don't, uh, Rubber Soul's good, and Abbey Road. I think I like them better, but the White Album is pretty good. Coops uh, got me Abbey Road on vinyl for my birthday. Well, original pressing, million dollar album. No, the the remaster they just released. Oh, oh yeah, they remastered like most of their albums in like twenty twelve. Yeah, something like that. But they did it because the Abbey Road's third, fourth, fiftieth anniversary. Just happened to fifty for them. It seems like it's got yeah, because it'd be like sixty nine. Happened in twenty nineteen, so yeah. I think they did another remaster Abbey Road last year. Dun, 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 yeah, so you know that's pretty good. Good job, Beatles. <laughs> They're quite popular. <laughs> <laughs> quite popular at the time. Um, Valentine's Day is on Friday. Oh shit! What are some good romantic movies? Um. Uh, Showgirls. Showgirls is pretty romantic. That weird sex scene in the pool. <laughs> uh, eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> eyes Wide Shut is pretty romantic. Remember that weird sex scene that's the entire opening of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, it goes on. Remember Eyes Wide Shut? That weird sex scene? <laughs> a lot of 90s butts in it. What was the deal with uh, butts in the 90s? <laughs> they, uh, kettlebells hadn't been invented yet. So. Yeah, it's like they didn't... I guess no one was exercising in the 90s. They just weren't eating and doing a lot of cocaine. That's how That's how you keep thin. Mm-hmm. That's what you should do. You're trying to thin out. So Yeah, I'm trying to get leaner so I look like Arnold. Arnold I don't know. Again, Arnold wasn't necessarily weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, genetically, I just don't have like those giant pecs. You know what I mean? He's got those like big man titties that like go down like halfway down his uh, torso. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, <laughs> I just have like, a, like a gorilla chest. Yeah, I have a long ass abdomen, and then my like pecs are like they come in at like a deep V. So I'll never have the giant man titties. <laughs> Nothing I can do about it. Try to work out my lower pecs. Just uh, get implants like Arnold did in his legs. No, I think I'll just look like a normal human. <laughs> <laughs> just looking all no, right. No, no, no. That's not what uh, these movies have been telling me to do, Kyle. Yeah, it's like too expensive, too much work to get as buff as Arnold, though. So, gonna, I refuse. I'm going to see another but tuna. You get mercury poisoning. Hell yeah. Tuna rules. Oh, yeah, so we watched uh, Conan, Conan, the Destroyer. Oh, this is a VHS call. We didn't oh, yeah, it's it, VHS call, too. In his first adventure, he stole the treasure of three kings and crushed the empire of an evil sorcerer. But his biggest triumph was at the box office. Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger is back as Conan, the Destroyer, to join forces with a wizard, a warrior, a runaway, and a renegade. Pursued by the armies of hostile kingdoms, they must stop a queen who will rule the world or destroy it. A band of outcasts in a battle to free the earth. (laughs) 
Oh, and uh, just called Conan. Um, Sinn Fein's doing really well in Ireland. The Sinn Fein political party, uh, who its leader is Mary Lou McDonald, distant relative. So good for her. <laughs> we have no proof. Of that. <laughs> All McDonalds are related, even the Scottish ones. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we're related to uh, Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, I forgot his name is David Tennant. Yeah, he's a, he's a coward. He's like, I gotta change my last name because I'm a coward. <laughs> Was that a Scottish accent? No, it's just David Tennant being a coward accent, <laughs> being a little piss baby. Yeah, Conan the Barbarian, check it out. Conan the Barbarian was rated R, directed by John Milius. It has sex blood. This one is not. That. It has a snake orgy, drunk driving, camel kissing with fists. You know, it was blood, guts, very early 80s um, sword and sex kind of fun movie. <laughs> sword and sexery. Uh, Conan the Destroyer is rated PG. This is directed by Richard Fleischer, famously known for directing Dr. Doolittle. He also did like Silent Green and stuff. But <laughs> I just like Dr. Doolittle. And then even just listen to the synopsis. Conan leads a ragtag group of adventurers on a quest for a princess. A <laughs> princess. That's no, just, it's straight up. This is a D&D movie. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the fucking cartoon selling toys, kids shit. They made a cartoon, remember? Yeah. Oh, and they have uh, like a little phoenix guy that really wanted pomegranates. Yeah, there's no ah, pomegranates. There's no titties in this movie. No, well, no, it's PG. Their people are dressed quite provocatively. Yeah, but no bare titties. Grace Jones does not have a lot of clothes on. No, she looks badass. She's the only one that uh, I, I'm convinced actually is a warrior in this. Well, she did tons of like bow fighting training beforehand, and she was like tearing stunt doubles up. So yeah, she is just she just beat everybody up apparently, tearing them up. She's like, oh yeah, you want to do stunt fighting? I don't think so. Break your face, <laughs> Grace Jones. Ah! <laughs> yeah, Grace Jones is the uh, <clears throat> the equivalent of like Tina Turner showing up in Beyond Thunderdome. We got Grace Jones and Conan the Destroyer, but oh, I guess kind of like Tina Turner, she like steals the show. As soon as she shows up, you're like all right. <laughs> Tina Turner. <laughs> you don't think I know the law? I'm going to swing the law. Yeah, it's uh, some bad like cartoon shit, like um, He Man or She Ra or. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like uh, He Man. Like we talked about this in the original, first time I went to Conan, but he came out like a day after Conan the Barbarian was released. Day the He Man cartoon came out. Yeah, it makes some money. Get some toys going. Toys, baby. And so the Conan became a hit, and all these other like kind of quasi sword and sorcery movies are making some money. And so they're like, you know what we should do? Conan's for the kids. Hell yeah, I don't mind it. Actually, I actually kind of really liked um, Conan and the Destroyer. I uh, don't. I, I really didn't like it that much. Oh really? I think it's um, pretty good, just because it is like yeah, it's a little D and D campaign. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting. Beyond Conan the Destroyer, but including like Barbarian and Beastmaster and. Some of the other Sword and Sorcerer movies. This is like the kind of fantasy I like where it's just like fucking physically impressive, beautiful people barely wearing anything, <laughs> having sex and like killing monsters. I don't want like any of that highfalutin fantasy shit anymore. That's why The Witcher's good. Because <laughs> it's just like beautiful people smack, hanging and banging. They're just hanging and banging. Kyle, Kyle, one of them has a hump. There's a hunchback. Yeah, and she still looks great. Hanging and banging. <laughs> Also, eventually she what's gets. That, what's fixed. the deal with this fucking sidekick? He has them. He's so fucking annoying. 
Who the rogue in this? Yeah, Malik. 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 He's got all every. Hey, it's me. I'm Malik. I'm here for stealing. I don't ever poop. Yeah, he sounds like a Renfield, huh? Yeah. He's got uh, all the like every, the most lines in the movie too. <laughs> He's like the only person that talks. <laughs> they try to make Conan like this, like uh, like kind of like have this laconic, witty. Rapport, but it doesn't work. Oh yeah, like he's a Spartan warrior, <laughs> yeah. but he's just. Oh, why are really? they? Why, why are they trying to kill us, Conan? I don't know. Maybe they want to hang us, huh? <laughs> it just kind of makes him seem dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't steal everything. We didn't have the time. <laughs> we didn't have the time. Uh, I also noticed in this one. Um. So he still says "crom" a lot. Crom. Even though, like the the. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, I realize that I think they're trying to using it as like an expl uh, an exclamation. Mm-hmm. So like instead of saying Jesus Christ or oh wow, he just goes crom. First of all, I didn't realize that that was the point of it because Arnold Schwarzenegger's line del- delivery is so bad. Like you can't <laughs> ever tell what his intention is with what he's saying. And then also, since uh, Conan like didn't grow up within his own culture at all, why would he have that as a like a figure of speech by Crom. You know right. what I mean? Cause yeah. he sh- ba- should really just theoretically not know shit about Crom. <laughs> so take that 20, 30 year old movies. You don't know shit about making movies, <laughs> <laughs> stupid toy commercials. Uh, John Milius, the director of Conan Barbarian was unavailable to direct this film. Oh, you don't, this is a different director. Mm-hmm. She, you know, what, you know what they did to solve that problem? The studio took a more active role than they had on the first film. Always a good sign. It yes. works for uh, all, everything. Yeah. Every time they've done it, it's worked. Led to some serious mistakes, according to Schwarzenegger. Hmm. ruining everything. Cut off a man's head. So after the phenomena of E.T. What? Yeah. <laughs> Universal thought the film, film would make more money for family entertainment. It doesn't have anything to do with E.T. What? Fucking put aliens in it. Kids love aliens. No, they're just straight You know, uh, I think like family pictures were really where the money's at these days. So, uh, you know, we got to bring in the kids and uh, moms and dads. Is this why like all these violent movies got turned into cartoons? Hell yeah, 100%. Studio execs don't know shit. Uh, Schwarzenegger argued against the change, but they overruled him because he was just a regular Schwarzenegger at the time. (laughs) He wasn't like... He wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Uh, Richard Fleischer, who's the director, he agreed with Schwarzenegger, but com- complied with Universal's wishes to make the sequel more like a comic book. What? And um, I mean, Conan is a pulp. Co- it's ca- I mean, not whatever. It's a precursor to the comics, really. Yeah. Uh, Richard Fleischer is, uh, which that really stands with him because if you look at his filmography, he's definitely like a company man. He's just churning out like studio garbage after Dr. studio Doodle. garbage. Yeah. He did the original Doctor Little or the Eddie Murphy Doctor Little. The original one in the 60s. Oh, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Eddie Murphy. I don't know if uh, Richard Fleischer made it to that time period. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't think about it. No, it was like 94, wasn't it? No, it had to be 97. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Raven Simone was in it, right? Yeah. As a little kid, so maybe Not that big a difference. She was in the Cosby show. Oh, we can't. <laughs> let's, you can't mention the Cosby show. Let's not talk about that any further. Uh, it outgrossed the first movie. That's pretty cool, right? Well, sequels sometimes do. You know it didn't I mean? do as well in the U.S. though. Nope. 
Uh, Schwarzenegger later expressed the same fears in Terminator 2 Judgment Day when the Terminator was forbidden from killing anyone. But that was just him not understanding the script. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, his Terminator doesn't kill anyone because the other Terminator kills a whole bunch of people. Because your Terminator is supposed to be heroic, aren't he? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, but this man here, he's in my way. I crashed him like a grape. Yeah, what a dummy. Uh, both Schwarzenegger and Dino De Laurentiis washed their hands of the series with Schwarzenegger opting to only do contemporary movies from now on. <laughs> so, like, that seems like a weird choice. Yeah, but every every couple years I still hear, like, oh, we're going to do King Conan. Supposedly there is going to be a third one. I don't know. They made a remake with Jason Momoa, right? Yeah. Jason Momoa looks yeah. more like how I pictured Conan when I first read Conan. Yeah, I don't. Arnold Schwarzenegger is not like... I didn't picture a German barbarian. Yeah, there's just something about him where there's shots of him in this movie where you're like, eh, he doesn't look right. <laughs> <laughs> He's so big. I've said this before I started uh, uh, recording, but like, I, he does not look like a competent sword fighter. <laughs> it doesn't look like he can move very well, right. to be honest. He has like a nice range of motion with his shoulders, though, so that's all right, which you normally like bodybuilders don't have, so. Uh, who do we got in this film, huh? We got some really cool people. We got Arnie, of course. Yeah, Wilt the Stilt. Arnold Schwarzenegger's commitment to this movie delayed production on The Terminator. So this shitty movie almost made it so The Terminator didn't get made. <laughs> Notice they almost recast Stallone as The Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got Wilt the Stilt and Wilt Chamberlain. Remember last week we were talking about the history of the Warriors that we couldn't remember correctly? Yeah. <laughs> well, Wilt Chamberlain, uh, the Warriors started in Philadelphia. That's the it. Philadelphia Warriors. And then they became the San Francisco Warriors until uh, from 62 to 71. Um, well, I, Will Chamberlain played for the Warriors. He started when their Philadelphia Warriors um, stopped when they were San Francisco Warriors. He also played for the Harlem Globetrotters. He sure did. Um, another important fact about Wilt Stilt is uh, he claimed sexual encounters with over 20,000 women. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Hell, yeah. Wilt Stilt is swimming with STDs. Ironically, in this film, Queen Taramis charges Chamberlain's character at Bombata with protecting Princess Jenna's virginity. Bombata. Bombata. They all say it kind of weird, but I just say Bombata because it's African Bombata. But, you know, whatever. I don't know. Fucking. Bombuta. Well, yeah. Bombata. What do white Why people do you know? do this, Bombuta? Uh, Sarah Douglas is uh, the queen. She's. Uh, in a bunch of 80s trash that we'll, we'll see. Basically, we'll see. Yeah, her she's again. like a character actress almost. <clears throat> not, not quite, but you know what I mean? She's always in a lot of schlock. Yeah, we'll see her again for sure. Um, she's also plays someone in the Donner Superman shit movies. Ooh, that's right. I said it. The Donner Superman movies aren't any good. They're oh, boring. he only really made one. <laughs> yeah, they're boring 80s shit. I don't care. Fuck Superman. He's boring 50s garbage. <laughs> I think he came about in like the 30s. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, she's great in this style. I love it. She's just vamping it up, like being like super erotic with the the Dagoth statue and like feeling on Conan. I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling this. <laughs> I'm into it. She's got some dark queen energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we got Grace Jones, who's a model, musician, actress, all round impressive human being. She's uh, Tina Turner in Mad Max. Essentially, they're like, hey, you know what? What if Grace Jones is in this? Blow people's minds. <laughs> We're going to give her a horse tail. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like when they, they do the underwater scene. Oh, yeah. There's like, a, for some reason, there's a little uh, uh, audio note. <laughs> well, yeah, she gets out of it and like shakes her tail dry. <laughs> and yeah, and the, the soundtrack has a little sting where it's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Wow. Fucking stupid. Wow, this is for kids. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, check out that booty, kids. Um, more importantly, though, she is in the um, greatest Western of all time, starring members of The Clash, The Sex Pistols, the Shane McGowan cameo, Straight to Hell. <laughs> <clears throat> check it out if you get a chance. We will not be watching it on this show because I believe it came out in the 70s. No, it might be an 80s movie. We'll probably watch Straight to Hell eventually. Uh, we also got Mako, who's in the first Conan. He's the spooky wizard that has the ritual that makes Conan get assaulted by demons. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, I remember that guy. He's also the narrator. Yeah. I am Conan's Chronicle. He starts to narrate in this movie, but it's uh, just that very beginning part. No, he's at the very end, too. He's like, I just know that story. King Conan. Ah, look at him. He's got a throne. Um, I didn't put down who played Malik because I don't give a fuck. That guy sucks. He bar- hey, what do you know? I'm here for thieving. Yeah, he sounds like Renfield. He can barely grow his own hair. He's just... He's, he's constantly eating jewels. That motherfucker has got to be backed up for days. No, he's just got... What is it? The uh, prolapsed anus? <laughs> um, I did, however, uh, take note of this man named Pat Roach. So, uh, he's he doesn't... Sp- play any character specifically he's like the wizard and he plays one of the queen's guards with horns and he's like a big fella that's in armor playing big fellas i just want to read to you like his little imdb um snippet and it says uh proud and passionate angle pat roach was born and raised in birmingham england what? and grew to be a mountain of a man standing at six feet five inches tall with doorway wide shoulders and a barrel chest. Who wrote that? <laughs> I don't know, but we just gotta take a look at the proud and passionate angle. Is that a thing? Is there people in England that are super proud of their angle <laughs> heritage? Also, is six five a mountain of a man? That's pretty big. I'm a mountain. Well, I mean, if you're tall, I mean, it's tall, but you could be like six five and a basketball player. They're usually like pretty lithe, and but if you're six five and also like you know lifting weights and stuff, then you'd be a mountain of a man. He's also got doorway wide shoulders and a barrel chest, so that'll make him a mountain. Man. I don't know. I saw this movie. The wizard did not look that impressive. He looked like he had a barrel chest, but that usually is not indicative of having very wide shoulders. That usually just means your torso, your upper body is like a barrel with arms attached to it, which is kind of what the wizard looked like, right? <laughs> shoulders didn't look that wide. Yeah, I don't fucking... With that, the angle thing is what... Yeah, I, I was like, "What? Fucking!" There's people running around like, "I am Angle Warrior." Like, I descended from the great lords of Anglia, uh, East Anglia specifically, <laughs> and uh, we're very powerful. Of course, everyone knows of the great warrior culture of the Angles, right? That's a common one. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. That's like uh, fucking Shamo in the WWE. Like his gimmick is he's Irish warrior. Like, you know, it's got all the Celtic knot work and all this Celtic shit, which is like, whatever, you know, it's less offensive than angles because yeah, the Irish never did anything. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's not the same as like having pride in the conquest of other lands and shit. But um, uh, even that's like just like kind of dorky because it's like if you read like the Irish mythology and stuff like Coquillan and stuff, he, the fucking he's got the, the salmon leap. 
And the, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like goofy shit. Like, <laughs> he can jump really far. <laughs> he, he won a, an Olympic game, Kyle. Because of uh, a curse put on all of Ulster, they have like pregnancy pains at a certain time of year, making them weak. But only killing does not feel the effects. Which is, I guess, like the soft touch of magic that's in like early mythology. It's even in this Conan movie has a soft touch of magic. Yeah, but it's just kind of like eh, that's kind of goofy shit. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna run around being like, oh, I'm strong Celtic warrior. I'm a strong Celtic warrior, Seamus. Guess what? I don't feel pregnancy <laughs> pains. <laughs> yeah, boyo, <laughs> I'll give him the bro kick. Oh, I don't feel the pregnancy pains, boyo. <laughs> Which is, I used to do the most offensive yeah. weapon on his special, his, uh, his special move, the brogue kick. That just means boot kick. <laughs> brogue just, oh, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> it's fucking WWE. Vince McMahon is always like, oh, I love Irish stereotypes. That's a lot of Irish beef. <laughs> and then, of course, um, Olivia Diabo. Diabo. I don't know. Some Italian name. She's the princess. It's the first movie. And her last movie. Pretty much, yeah. Um, she's a little girl in it. Uh, she didn't realize someone was inside the monster costume, which is like, oh, okay. End? Yeah. Dumbass. It's like, well, there's got to be someone in there. <laughs> uh, it turns out Wilt Chamberlain was uh, very protective of the young girl on set, just as if his character was. He said, if anyone gave her a hard time, Wilt will take care of it, which he meant he would have sex with her. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you want to have sex with this girl, huh? Well, guess what? You're going to have sex with the Wilt. So she's 14 at the time they're filming this movie. Let me show you how I scored 100 points in one game. It makes it um, a little bit of an uncomfortable watch because she is very sexualized for a 14-year-old. Uh, You think? Like right, the entire the first, time she's thirsting after Conan. Well, the first time she shows up, she's in like the sheerest nightgown of all time. And I was like... Ah, the only nudity in this film will be from a 14-year-old girl. Hollywood's fucked. I was thinking about that, too. There's this thing where it's, um... If, like, uh, young girls independently want to, like, explore their sexuality and, like, how they dress and stuff, I feel like that's healthy and fine. But someone did, like, the costuming for her and made her dress that way. (laughs) And it's like, that fucking sucks. That's, like, the creepy shit, you know what I mean? So that's a bummer. That's basically you can. I mean, don't even watch the movie at this point. <laughs> it was just really. Just go back and watch Conan and Conan the Barbarian. It's got Thulsa Doom in it. Yeah, who's a way better bad guy than the Queen? Like I like the Queen. She's fine, but she's no Thulsa Doom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then obviously they sexualize the hell out of Grace Jones. They're basically just like, hey, how don't you just wear nothing all the time? Yeah, why don't you just put a strip of fabric on you and a horse's tail? How about that, huh? Tinkle, tinkle. She's got a cool haircut, though. She's the only one that fucking acts in this entire movie besides the queen. I feel like uh, a lot of dudes on the internet, um, all aka nerds, would make the argument, well, oh, everyone's hypersexualized in this movie. And it's like, well, to a certain extent, but um, Conan is just the, the male power fantasy. You know what I mean? It's not an exploitation of men's sexuality. And yeah, also, they weren't they weren't like showing Malik's flesh or Wilt's flesh at all, right? No, I mean <clears throat> Malik's Mal- like the only dude you can point to as being like even somewhat sexual. Well, they show Malik without his shirt on, and it's like no one wants to see that anyway. <laughs> what? Look at this fine body. <laughs> Will Chamberlain's in good shape though. 
Yeah, that's that shit they do all the time. Why, you know, look at muscle guy. Well, it's like, you know what? I don't think most women are attracted to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, specifically my... my <laughs> we do have two examples of this. Because our grandma is attracted to Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't remember. Do you remember this? Is she really? You don't remember her like weird crush she has on Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnie, uh-huh. as she calls him. No. Oh, my God. I can't believe you don't remember this. She has to ask oh, me I guess I kind of... Yeah. blocked it from your mind. <laughs> weird. Uh, but my, <laughs> last night we were, I was watching one live. She's like, ugh. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> he just, like, he looks weird, man. Henry Cavill is uh, much, much more attractive than um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's such a dork. But, like, yeah, I'm getting, like, strong Arnold Schwarzenegger vibes from him just because I said previously, like, um, sometimes when he's, like, not the main focus of a scene, he's just got the dumbest look on his face. <laughs> like, he just looks so vacant. And, uh, Arnold does that a lot in this movie. Even when it's like his close up and he's doing a line delivery, <laughs> Arnold does it. So at least, we didn't have time. At least Cavill's not that bad, but there's something about him where it's just like, come on, man, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on in you your head? Even when you're not, you know, the main focus. Yeah, like to visualize it, it's like there's tumbleweed blowing around inside Henry Cavill's head. <laughs> he's just thinking about video games he like to play. I guess he's like, all right, done acting now. <laughs> Um, here's a more uh, detailed synopsis of the film. Do we need one? I want to read it to you, and uh, it's, it just sounds like the, 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 the synopsis on the back of like a shitty fantasy novel. <laughs> the wandering barbarian Conan, alongside his goofy rogue pal Malik, are tasked with oh, escorting goofy rogue. Yeah. <laughs> Queen Teramis' virgin niece, Princess Jenna, and her bodyguard, Bombata, to a mystical island fortress. They must retrieve a magical crystal that will help them procure the horn that legends say can awaken the god of dreams, Dagoth. Along the way, Conan reunites with the wise wizard Akiro and befriends the fierce female fighter Zula. Together, the heroes face ancient traps, powerful wizards, plots of betrayal, and even the dream god, Dagoth himself. Except for he's just like, looks like he's made a silly putty and shit. <laughs> I do kind of like the practical effect of the guy in the suit. Yeah, it's like not as good as that giant snake in the first one, though, huh? That's unfortunate. Yeah. Everything's not as good as the first one. Mm -mm. Nope. You can Mm -mm. see why I didn't make a Conan 3 after this. Well, I'm Schwarzenegger didn't want to do it after this one. Conan the Conqueror. No, like Conan the Vanquisher. Uh, Obviously, the time is now. They need to strike while the iron's hot. People love The Witcher. It's time for a new Conan movie. I'm going to write it. <laughs> nah, we got to do a 19-part Conan series on HBO. It is, mine's going to have unsimulated sex scenes. <laughs> it's always weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I'm, it's basically just going to be pornography. But with like a budget. <laughs> Remember when they made like the Pirates movies? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, and those are popular for a little bit. They're like porn with a relatively budget and like an ongoing storyline or something. That was cool. I never saw one, single one. I don't think I did. Well, no, I went over to like my like my like girlfriend's house, which was a house where several of my friends who were girls lived, and like they were watching it randomly one time, and I was like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so I saw a little bit of it, and it's just like. It's porn, so it's like the flimsiest plot. Um, but the, like the costuming and the set design and stuff, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> huh? These really do look like pirates. <laughs> oh, no. No, they open their mouth. <laughs> and they bang. Pirates who bang. All right. Hanging in- <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the name of the, the film, Pirates Who Bang. <laughs> Arr, hanging, Arr. And, hanging and banging. <laughs> Arr, 
Uh, writers Roy Thomas and Jerry Conway, who wrote the original story treatment for this movie, were deeply displeased by the final screenplay by Stanley Mann in the finished film. So they made their story into the graphic novel Conan, The Horn of Azoth, published in 1990 with art by Michael Doherty. Marvel Comics, right? Sure. Or it could be IDW or uh, Dark Horse. Not in 1990, it was probably Marvel. Because Dark Horse won't exist till later, and IDW won't exist until like a decade yeah, later. Yeah, I mean IDW, I meant Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Isn't that one of the image guys' imprints? We'll say yes, but who the fuck knows? Well, if it is, a couple years away from that, image, they, all those guys break away in like 92, 93? Something like that. Yeah. Fucking Spawn sold so many issues, they're like, oh, image is going to be a major success. We're never going to have to work with those fucks again. Nope. <laughs> Image is a kind of a major success, though. Yeah, it's still a pretty big uh, comic publisher, right? Yeah, well, uh, Walking Dead is Image. Yeah, and uh, Tom McFarlane's like rich beyond your wildest dreams for a comic book creator. So there you go. Can't wait for that new Spawn movie, baby. Hanging and banging. <laughs> Hanging and banging with Spawn. That's what we're going to call it. Hanging and banging with Spawn and the clown. John Leguizamo's back, walking on his knees. I will, I will, I'm okay if they recast John Leguizamo as a clown. He's the only good part of that movie. Yeah, why not? He, John Leguizamo should be in everything. He should have been Malik. Hey, been, it's me, John Leguizamo. How old would he have been in uh, 84, you think? <laughs> like uh, 15 or yeah, something? Right. <laughs> like a little baby? <laughs> about 12. Get him in there. Then he could have the romance with the uh, the girl and it won't be fucking weird. <laughs> Did you ever think about that, Hollywood, you fucking creeps? No, because she's got a thirst after Conan. There's a line in here where he says, like, when she's talking to him about um, uh, being his queen and, like, his kingdom and shit, right mm-hmm. after, like, you know, they their mission's basically over. And he's like, ah, there's blood on the knife, which I thought was very suggestive. I get it. He's going to burst through that hymen and break on through to the other side. Blood on your knife. Except for she's been riding a lot of horses. No way the hymen's intact. <laughs> she rides side saddle. Uh, Richard Fleischer's one complaint about the first movie was that Arnold Schwarzenegger's body was too clothed. <laughs> for the sequel, he says, I made sure that Arnold was undressed 99% of the time. Except for he's wearing, like, long pants in this one, occasionally. <laughs> At one point, he has a shirt on, which I don't appreciate. Yeah, that's fucking garbage. If I can't see Arnie's nipples, I don't want to even watch this movie or any movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. That's right. If society deemed that male's uh, nudity was fine and female uh, nipple nudity is not, so that means... Man, you got to get those man titties out all the time. That's misogyny. <laughs> that's reverse misogyny. <laughs> no, that's uh, uh, <laughs> uh, just totally comfortable in the patriarchy with my man titties. <laughs> <laughs> just enjoying all the fruits of the patriarchy with my man titties. What if one? Whenever you had one nipple, that was like a dime, but the other one's like a half dollar. That'd be weird. Nah, I guess not. Yeah, it absolutely would be weird. You got one fucking crow eye. It would be um, odd in that it's, like, uncommon, but I don't think it would look that weird. You'd just be like, mm, okay. I had a girlfriend um, who had uh, her one of her areolas was noticeably larger than the other. That's pretty cool. So you think about that? You hate her? No. Oh. <laughs> well, now, think about it. Next time you want to hate on people's nipples, just remember, sometimes some girls... Ariel is bigger than other girls. <laughs> Some girls' mothers bigger than other girls', <laughs> girl's mothers. Uh, also, well, uh, hate colored people. <laughs> what? Oh, Morrissey. Morrissey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he just hates immigrants, all right? Jeez. <laughs> and talks shit about his Mexican fan base. <laughs> weird, Morrissey. Fucking weird, dude. 
So that's gonna happen to um every British hero you can think of. They're gonna grow up. Henry Cavill eventually will be old, and he's just gonna say some weird racist <laughs> shit. That's just what happens to British men. Oh, and I um also Morsi has lost his um right to Irish ethnicity. He's just British now. <laughs> All right, I'm cool with that. I'm sure he'd vote for like fucking. Yeah, you know, you gotta you can't sing the Irish blood English heart song. Anymore. I'm sure he'd like vote for like Fianna Foyle or like Fianna Gall anyways. Not Sinn Fein. Oh, oh, Sinn Fein. <laughs> oh, geez. oh, they better hope they win because it looks like we're gonna fucking have to flee back to Ireland. Uh, they're not gonna win outright. They're just gonna have like um, uh, a equal or possibly slightly more seats than uh, Fiona Foyle or Fianna Gall. Um, which would be okay. Sinn Fein. Oh, they. Sinn Féin, but they have a history with the IRA. <laughs> so did Jeremy Corbyn. We saw that one, bro. Fucking IRA rules anyways. <laughs> Die mad, Britain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Someone's going to be mad because we're Americans and we said it, but whatever. <laughs> no one's going to hear this. I support the PLO, too. <clears throat> uh, when Bombata and Zula are fighting, Grace Jones actually built Will Chamberlain's ear. That's real blood running down his neck. <laughs> she Mike Tyson him? Yeah, she's like, oh, give me some of that wilt still. Do you think they had sex? Do you think you... I don't man. <laughs> Does it matter? Well, you 20,000 women, he had to be having sex all the time. I, I mean, that is a lot of sex. Like, eventually, seriously, you got to be having sex two, three times a day. With different women. So, obviously, it's, it's an exaggeration, but... Um, he I probably, like to think he kept a tick sheet, and it's, it's very accurate, but... <laughs> Uh, Will Chamberlain and Grace Jones did 90% of their own stunts. She's beating up a stuntman in that one scene where she's like uh, on the chain. Conan Frieza, she's actually just beating the shit out of the stuntman. <laughs> <laughs> like, please, Arnold, save us. And then, of course, at the end of the movie, Olivia Diabo's character gives Arnold Schwarzenegger's character a kiss. Well, she I want to talk about f- how she's like to, to Malik. She's like, oh, thanks for coming with me and we're being on this journey. And, you know, you you really were a big help to me. You can be my fool, you piece of shit. Yeah, she just, yeah, whatever. You, here you go. This is the worst job. And he trips on the stairs and, like, I'm oh, good at it. Eh. But it doesn't matter. Two days later, he died of a bowel obstruction. Uh, anyways, uh, when the, 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 they did a kiss, uh, she's 14, Arnold Schwarzenegger's 37. That's a year older than me. Yep. Why are you kissing 14-year-olds? I haven't kissed a 14-year-old in... However long, 14... 23, <laughs> 22 years. <laughs> Not since I was about 14. <laughs> Did you catch the Andre the Giant cameo? Was he in the foam costume? He's the resurrected horn giant. Ah, I knew it. Uh, there's that famous backstage photo where Andre and Wilt are like, lifting a uh, little baby or Arnold <laughs> yeah, Schwarzenegger. Arnold a little toy. Uh, that's from the filming of this movie. Because Andre stopped by and they got him in the movie and then obviously Wilson and obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger's a little fella. He's not really though. I think he's like 5'9 or 5'10 but you know that ain't shit compared to Wilt and Andre who are both oh, seven feet tall. Oh, that's Andre for France. Hey, that's me Andre. <clears throat> you ever seen that clip where um he accidentally started speaking French? Andre the Giant? Yeah, I'm like, a, they're doing like a live WWE WWF <laughs> broadcast. Yeah, just because he's French, so he starts speaking French. <laughs> in French. Yeah, so that about wraps it up for uh, Conan 2 about all the interesting things about it, which is very little because it's not a very good movie. 
they were like, hey, you know, let's take everything uh, good about the first movie, throw that shit out, make it for kids. Kids love this shit. Uh, but for some reason, just hypersexualize the women still for the kids. I'm sure <laughs> I hypersexualized the little girl for the kids. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I appreciated it when I was a kid. I've always really liked that um, slit look where it's like the entire like side of a woman's leg is exposed. And then it's just like, oh, well, what's under that little flap? So that was good. That was nice for me to see. There's a lot of costuming with that. Just a little crotch flap. Enjoyable. I like Grace Jones' little tail. <laughs> um, she looks super in shape, like really buff. Um, Wilt Chamberlain's pretty cool. His character's got like the craziest wig. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's still all right. I just, it's cool to see like, I wish Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't in it. <laughs> Because I wish it was someone who was actually, like, cool and attractive. Because, like I said, that's what I'm about now. Those are the only fantasy movies I like. Amazon's got a new Lord of the Rings show. I don't care about, like, friendship and loyalty and doing the right thing or morals or any of that. I'm not hanging and banging. <laughs> I, want beautiful, I, want TNA. I want beautiful people killing monsters, killing each other, having sex with each other, having sex with monsters. I want it all. I want this dirt, sword and sandal, fucking softcore. Uh, muscle porn, uh, hanging and banging. <laughs> uh, if you know how many times we said hanging and banging in this episode, please, uh, please let Kyle know. <laughs> and speaking of which, I guess uh, I am a fan of Deathstalker too now. It's presumably because it's got a lot of hanging and banging. <laughs> no, but I, I think it's this before like that uh, sexuality needs to be explored in film more. And you mentioned like, well, no, like rape and stuff. And like, no, fun stuff. <laughs> So Deathstalker 2 doesn't count because rape is stupid. Makes this sex. isn't even fun either because like, the only person they really sexualize is a fucking little girl. I know. Fucking terrible watch. I was just like, I'll just uh, just enjoy Grace Jones. <laughs> she looks strong and powerful. She's got a cool haircut. She can beat up everybody. She can bite Will Chamberlain's ear off. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Deathstalker uh, 2. Yeah, I brought it up because... Uh, well, we talked about. I said I don't think anyone likes Deathstalker two genuinely. I think I think people just like. Well, you gotta check out this weird fucking movie. Yeah, but so you I, said I'll find some reviews. <laughs> I did a little research, and there definitely are some people that uh, like Deathstalker two or Deathstalker more than than uh, than. Uh, oh man, this movie's fucking crazy. Um, there was a lot of five star reviews, more than I was expecting. <laughs> Okay. Most of them were like, you know, two or three sentences. Like, oh, swords and tits are great. And was, you know, the thrust of it for the most part. But I found two that are a little bit longer. I'll read to you if you want. Yes, please. Right, the first one is uh, from, a, these are both from Amazon. Five star reviews. First one is from Marvin. <clears throat> I've been watching the price on this movie for about a year. And it ranged from 75 bucks to about 30. For some reason, the people that are really into this movie are really concerned about the price range. The other review goes into it too. So you'll, you'll see. I finally caught one <laughs> well, used uh, for twenty three and nabbed it. I'm glad I did. It's a collector's item, huh? <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I can remember seeing this in video stores and thought how amazing the cover was. Now that I actually viewed the film, I would have to say it doesn't quite live up to the artwork, but it still is pretty fun. Yes, it's low budget and it plods along with too much story or without too much story, but it still has a lot of charm. Blood dwarfs. A big pig orca dude, naked wenches, naked. He naked. It, he spelled it naked. Naked. Swords, chopping off heads. Fun, fun, fun. It's like Donald Trump wrote this fucking thing. I've read other negative reviews about how cheap it is or how the swords don't fit the time period. No one ever said that in any of the reviews I read. It's a fantasy dummy. Big pig face dudes didn't fit the time period either. 
you want a historical accuracy, go watch the History Channel. Yeah, dummy. Aliens. Yeah, dummy. <laughs> this is an 80s B-movie, and it's a good one. That's why it commands a high price. You can't even compare this to something like Lord of the Rings, which I'm sure most of the teeny boppers out there are going to do, because this was a whole different time. Nothing from 1983 is going to look like the movie nowadays. But if you like fantasy, swordplay, you'll like this movie. I'm glad to have this one in my collection. Hmm. This one's from Dave. All these Dirty Dancing fans write their review about how bad this was. Dirty Dancing fans? Where did the fuck that come from? (laughs) I need to ask you why this... They made four Deathstalker movies of the same title. And why the VHS sells for 20 and the DVD for 50 to 100, period, used, period. If there is one. Oh, he really thought he did something there. He's like, <laughs> check out this emphasis I did with a little sprinkling of periods. <laughs> On the bad side, if there is one, is that it was low budget and way too short at 80 minutes. I didn't like the sequels. This 1983 epic masterpiece written by Howard Cohen, filmed in beautiful wooded areas of Argentina, had a huge American cult following for good reason. Rick Hill was awesome in every scene. Richard Brooker brought humor and outstanding stunts to the film. He was one of the best stunt coordinators I have ever seen in any movie. Barbie Benton, the former Hefner spouse and Playboy magazine model and centerfold, was awesome. And a good fit with the other actors, including Hill and Earhart. A bit off base on expression in some scenes, but it was low budget. Oh my god, I can't believe someone went and took this much detail. Lana Clarkson was a good fit, and people say 100. What? 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 Who is she? Who does she play in the movie? He's got way too much insider knowledge. Who are all these people? These Lana Clarkson was a good fit, and people pay 100 to get a copy of the DVD to see this gorgeous human being. She performed well and deserved an Oscar, as did other actors in it. What the fuck? Earhart was awesome and intimidating as Munkar. Good lines from him in every scene. Uh, same goes for Victor Bo as Kang. Lillian Kerr supported the warrior and played a great scene. Other people's reviews spoke of bad acting or nude scenes. To them, I say, go back to Ben-Hur or John Candy or Matt Damon. John Candy? Matt Damon, what? What is he talking about? Ben Hur is a movie. <laughs> yeah. John Candy and Matt Damon are actors. They're not even like the same. They're on different spectrums. <laughs> of... This film was unique and well written. Okay, <laughs> and began a cult following, as the prices will demonstrate. Ah, uh, yes, because my, the amount of money people are willing to pay for an object definitely determines its inherent value. Some some actors died. Or got old. <laughs> they sure did, man. They sure did. <laughs> or got old in real life. <laughs> and it couldn't be matched in Deathstalker film number four by any means. Enjoy what was, 1983, and it was the best film I ever saw. It changed my life for the better. I don't believe in magic, but the making of this film was nothing short of the reality of greatness on film. I think he meant realizing, but he wrote reality. Action, adventure, scenic beauty, good mix, and chemistry of actors. Good storyline, great stunts, beyond awesome all around. That guy's like a crazy person, I think. <laughs> he doesn't know shit about storytelling or movies or anything. The whole thing. The thing is, like, I uh, it's cool if you like that stalker too, for um, disingenuous reasons. You like it because it's 
I mean, you can like the scrappy nature of Roger Corman's productions. I do myself, but he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Do this shit for cheap. We can do it. That's cool. It's a cool way to make movies. That's fine. I appreciate that aspect of it, but that stalker is not a good movie. You don't need to try to argue that it's good. Roger Corman and none of the people involved in it, I think will sit there and be like, yeah, man, we really put our all into this movie. We knew we were making a real classic here. It was really the most important films of our lives. Nah, they, I think they're all pretty much aware they're just making some schlock. I don't, I don't know why you'd go to bat for something that's just going to make you look like an idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's why I'm surprised there's anyone who genuinely likes Duststalker. That movie is the again, most, best 1983 has to offer. And the greatest film he ever saw, it changed his life. It changed his life. How? I don't know. I don't know. But it did. Uh, did he sign it as like a uh, California state inmate? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> changed my life. I'm now fucking rapist. Yeah, I don't get it. There's not um much like. Not really anything to gain from the Deathstalker series. It's a fun sort of excursion into the ridiculousness of low-budget filmmaking in the 80s and exploitation cinema and stuff, but it's not like, oh, yeah, you know, I've really learned a lot about filmmaking from the Deathstalker series. It really changed my life. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of your lines when we, uh, we were talking about it was like, did no one ever shoot coverage for this fucking movie? Yeah, <laughs> there's so much just like bad B-roll in it. Yeah, that, that's they do it cheap and dirty, you know, turn it out real quick. That's what Roger Corman movies are all about. Um, that's why he's still lauded today for you know his filmmaking techniques. They're not the best techniques; you don't want to use them on most films. But he did have some, somewhat of an achievement in his style of filmmaking. That's like appreciable, I think. But <laughs> a lot of the content in the movies he made is like, no, nah, this is fucking garbage. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing really to be lauded in Deathstalker. No, there's uh, nothing in from its themes or motifs or its story. There's nothing or, in yeah inspiring about the internal machinations of the movie. Like the meta aspect of how it was made is interesting, but I don't know how you could watch Deathstalker and be like, yeah, fucking right on, man. <laughs> I'm inspired. I want to be a fucking sword wheeling rape warrior. <laughs> I'm inspired by this shit. Mm-hmm. Make him feel good. What are we going to watch next week? Uh, Serpent in the Rainbow. Wes Craven. If you will. No, I won't. A little voodoo. A little voodoo. Hoodoo? A little voodoo. Hoodoo? We haven't watched a horror movie in a while, so if we watch it. Um, uh, that's the thing, too. Uh, so at least kind of the destroyer, you can see kids watching it and being like, oh, cool. It makes me want to play Dungeons & Dragons. It makes me want to come up with my own fantasy story, etc., etc., etc. I feel like you sit down and watch a Deathstalker. And you're just like, oh, God, <laughs> like what? It's just... Maybe it's also because of having the knowledge of like what the fantasy Internet crowd and fan fiction and stuff is situation is like anyways, where you watch Deathstalker and you're like, oh, I can see every bad thing that the, the fandom is latched onto represented in this film right here. Not even that, just like all the worst parts of like human specifically male unfortunately sorry i'm a feminist uh male sexuality just writ large in a film and then perpetuated onwards and now people assume that that is an acceptable part of fantasy so much so that they probably complain about there being a female agency for any of the characters in the witcher (laughs) instead (laughs) of just being you know sex robots for girl it's, I don't know. It's, just, it's one of the societal ills. And did uh, did Geralt get a trading card after he had sex with anybody in the TV show? 
They haven't shown it yet, but I imagine he's probably <laughs> he's probably got a pocket full of them. And for you, sir, thank you for winning. <laughs> thank you. That was quite enjoyable. Here's my trading card. <laughs> Meet up with a few other witchers and you know see compare and contrast. See what you got. You know, let people know. You have two Morganas. <laughs> wow, you got the limited edition holographic Yennefer. Wow, you bet, baby. Yennefer is the babest. That sucker's mean. It's a mean movie. Conan at least is like it's uh, cheap and studio driven. They did it to turn just to make a profit, similar to what Deathstalker was. But at least it's not super mean spirited, you know. But it does kind of make me. I want to write my own like sword and sorcery, like dirt fantasy <laughs> movie now. And it, it won't actually be softcore porn. I don't think I'll have unsimulated sex in it because. I don't know, that's putting, like, unwanted pressure on people. Unless, like, you do hire, like, adult um, film actors. Because they love to have sex with each other. <laughs> it's their job. <laughs> I don't know if love is the right word. Do you love your, uh, any job you've ever had? Um, I don't know, there's definitely... Uh, I mean, there's got to be people out there. I'm just saying, like, I don't no, expect anybody to love their job. Uh, yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of, like, adult film stars that seem to actually love their job. Seem to be very um, sex positive and open all the time. So Charlotte Sartre, she will be starring in my sword and sorcery film. It's gonna have a lot of uh, drinking piss and you know extreme shit, fun stuff. So coming to a theater near you. Yeah, check it out at your local AMC. We're gonna make, <laughs> we're gonna make a billion dollars. This is a billion dollar film. It's gonna be called uh, Throne of Gold. <laughs> yeah, golden showers. It's uh, I'm gonna try to get that EverQuest license, make an EverQuest film. <laughs> Golden showers of Anorath. I wonder if it could be done. Brad McQuaid's dead now. <laughs> uh, shit. This episode is dedicated to Brad McQuaid. <laughs> the vision will never die. Was that the, the people used to say the vision? Is that what it was? I remember, cause uh, the other dude, Sony took over the game. And started changing it, and they're like, "No, this isn't Brad's vision." <laughs> I think that's what it was. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's <laughs> just wild. There's some more nerd shit for you. Some nerd shit. All right, I guess that's good enough. Uh, Conan Destroyer. I think it's it's okay. It's it's an okay movie. It's not as good as the first one. If you're gonna watch Conan, watch the Barbarian. Just watch them both. I think there's a nice little juxtaposition between the two of them, where you're like, "All right, this is when they figured out they could like make money off of merchandise." <laughs> Because this, yeah, they're really trying to sell it to kids. That's what the studio said. You know what kids do? They buy toys and shit. I don't remember having any Conan toys then. They fucked that up. They should at least like made a sword or something, dummies. <laughs> I don't really remember having the He-Man toys though. He had like Transformers we had, and G.I. Joe. We had a couple He-Man toys, but he, we, uh, he was kind of on his way out when we were buying Yeah, I just remember Transformers, G.I. Joe, Ninja Turtles, X-Men. X-Men! No, no, no Marvel news for me to complain about. I guess. I just. You want to talk about Sam Raimi maybe taking over for Doctor Strange too? I think that's the only thing I read. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sam Raimi. When's the last time he made a good movie? Spider-Man Three. <laughs> that is the best of his Spider-Man trilogy, <laughs> in my opinion, because I liked when he was like, I don't care anymore. Fuck this shit. It was all these cheesy and dumb to begin with, so. You know, kick it down the line a little bit. <laughs> Whatever, VHS cult. VHS cult. Serpent of the Rainbows next. 
Uh, go to McVentureProductions.com or VHSCult.com. Just go to VHSCult.com. It's easier. Follow us on Twitter. Rate and review. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Let Donald Trump know. Someone, if you get the chance, try if if at all possible. Someone try to tell Bernie Sanders about this podcast. I want to see. Bernie Sanders does not know what a fucking podcast. Exactly. I want. I want to see how that goes. He'll be like, okay, yes, okay. Like you saw that clip where Hasan Minaj is trying to do a Harry Potter reference with Bernie, where he gives him a sock. He's like, give this to Mitch McConnell, and he's like. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> if somehow there's someone listening that has any access to Bernie Sanders, tell them about this podcast. So, <laughs> let us know. The first explain podcast. <laughs> well, no, no, don't give them any context for it. Just, <laughs> just see how it goes. Uh, 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 that'll do it. Oh, um,. Update on my mental health. I'm feeling a lot better. I'm feeling like lean, sexy, powerful. Like I could do some Conan shit myself. But <laughs> you, you can uh, become uh, sexually involved with a 14 year old girl. No, I prefer adult women. Also witches. So probably more that the the queen. The queen? Yeah, I, she was vamping it up, man. I was into it. If you're a witch or a queen or a vampire queen witch. or a queen witch vampire, queen witch vampire, you know where to go. My pants. Yep. VHS cult. You freaky motherfucker. That's what you want to be. That's what you say. You freaky.